0: Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. I hope the Word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the Word. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. Verse 1, New Living Version. This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. <laughs> I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in the body or out of, the, out of my body, I do not know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or out of my body. But I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words. Things no human is allowed to tell. That experience is worth boasting about. Come on, somebody say, that experience is worth boasting about. But I'm not going to do it. I will boast only in my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I'd be telling the truth. But I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they see in my life or here in my message wow even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God so to me from keeping me becoming proud I was given a thorn in my flesh a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud three different times I begged the Lord to take it away Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That is why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For When I am weak, then I am strong. Come on, say that again. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Woo, hallelujah. God, come and mess us up tonight. Come and speak to us, giving us living understanding. May we never be the same. We thank you for what you've done already, the joy. I'm overwhelmed personally at your goodness, your grace towards us. So move in power. May you get all the credit. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you slap three people high five and say, oh yeah, good to be in church. has anybody here with a show of hands, has anybody here at all ever in your life felt like you were inadequate? Okay, good. Has anybody here ever felt like you just <laughs> weren't enough? You didn't have enough. You weren't enough. You're, you're inadequate. Have you, ever, have you ever felt like, uh, I can't go on. No one wants to admit to that? Recently, like a few days ago, I felt like becoming a barista might be a good idea. (laughs) It was a fleeting thought for my love of coffee, and it was really sort of a joke to myself. Because I will run my race, I will finish my course, I will do what God called me to do, so help me God. And I know many of you feel that way. That is what is required to finish your course. You have to purposely say you're going to do it. I love singing worship songs. I, I don't know which one it was tonight, but it was one of those songs where it's like, I'm, you know, I'm going all the way. I'm going I'm to worship you the rest of my life. Those are powerful songs because they're declarations affirming what's in your heart. There was a song years ago, um, you know, the, the cross before me, the world behind me. Going all the way, going all the way. It's a powerful powerful verse in a song I remember all those years ago my son had a uh, an impacted I don't know what it was it was some kind of an infection from his from his teeth and they did all three different courses if I remember correctly uh, of antibiotics and nothing worked so the dentist saw him on a Sunday and tried to help him, and you know nothing happened. Nothing worked, and so he's going to go to oral surgery. I think it was that Sunday night, or we were having revival meetings with Debbie Rich it was many years ago. I'll never forget. He was in so much pain he couldn't come in to the church, so he was in the in the uh, parking lot watching the service on a phone. All those, you know, we've been streaming since. 2008, I believe. We've started streaming before streaming was in. We started streaming, I don't know what it was. stream. And there's another one right before that, I think, anyway. He's watching that, and the power of God hit the place. And he said, I'm going in, Mom. His face was like, actually, it was this side. It was like this big. And he he came in, and he was right there, and we were singing this song, you know, going all the way for Jesus. And He's tears running down his face. And he just looks at me. I mean, he's what was he like six, seven years old? Going all the way, Dad. I'm like, okay. You know, your your kids need to experience moments like that. Not the pain, but you gotta get that in your spirit. And there's times when, I mean, he would lie on the couch, picking on my son a little bit tonight. He'd lie on the couch that, that 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 those two weeks. And he would just go, owie, I'm talking on adult dosages of of painkillers, and he'd still be crying, owie, owie, I said, and it was so bad, and we're weeping in the house, and trying to, just praying him through, and I finally said, I can't take it, I said, Daniel, stop, stop. He's like, ah. I said, stop, turn Owie into Jesus. Just go, Jesus, instead of Owie, go, Jesus. Okay, he's like, Jesus. Oh my God, that's much better, Jesus. We started crying out and nothing seemed to work. I went to bed that night. The next night he was gonna go and we we're gonna have oral surgery. I went to bed that night and I had a dream. And in my dream, this giant white, you know, big, bulging, swollen face infection, this little white dot appeared. And in my dream, I popped it. And when I popped it, <laughs> some of you are like really into popping zits and stuff, so you're like, oh yes, I, you should have videoed that. Yeah, whatever. You're right, actually. Because it was Mount Vesuvius in my dream. And I woke up, it's like 4.30, 5 in the morning, I go in, he's sleeping, I take my phone, and I look on his face, and there's no white dot. I'm like, because if there was one, I was going to pop it. I mean, I really had a dream. I knew, it was from, I knew it was like a crazy dream. And he got healed in my dream, so I look, I don't see anything. I go back to sleep. I get up at 6. I look again, and there's this little white dot. And I told Karen, I had the dream. There's a white dot that said, I'm popping. She says you are not touching his face. I said, I am. She said, you better be right. I said, I'm right. I popped that, sure enough, just like the dream of Vesuvius, and he got totally healed. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. There are times in your life when, it, when you just don't know which way to go. And the pain is so excruciating and it's so difficult. You've got to put within yourself systems and principles for overcoming. I, I gave you one. What's that? What a joy. Just force your ugly face to smile. Come on, Come on some of you are like, <gasps> stop, stop, change your face. Just ch- everybody say, change your face. Smile. That's fake. You got it. It's not fake. It's faith. Come on, somebody say it's faith. Smile at the person next to you. You're like, well, oh, you need some dental work. Come on, smile. and say, what a joy. joy. Consider it joy, my brethren, when you go through all kinds of trials. You're going to go through stuff. You're going to go through things, and this text is so profound. The apostle Paul is defending himself from false prophets, from false apostles who are basically haranguing him and persecuting him. It's affecting the church in Corinth. And you could read about it in earlier chapters. He tells of a man here in the text. We're right, right in the text. He tells of a man, and New Living Translation gives it up right away, but if you, if you look in, in different versions, you're not quite sure who the man is until you read through, and then you realize, oh, he's talking about himself. And he's, he's had this great revelation. He has this third heaven revelation. Now, I've taught this to you before. It's three heavens. How many? Three, all right. The first heaven is the one you and I are in. That's called. This is called, theologically, biblically. Understand, we're in what's called the first heaven. What's it called? Okay, so that's like you can see each other and flowers and fingerprints and us. We're here. We're in the first heaven. See the Earth, the visible realm. There's the second heaven. How many of you know what the second heaven is? It's the invisible realm. And it's the place where the battle is taking. There's demons, there's angels, there's a lot going on in the heavenlies. It's it's not the first heaven which you can see. It's the invisible realm of where the war is. And then there's the third heaven. That is the highest heaven. There's no demons there. That's the place of God's throne. That is heaven. Like heaven, we say, I want to go to heaven. That's the third heaven that you're talking about. And so he has this encounter that, he, that goes to the third heaven. I mean, that's amazing. You know, revelations are wonderful, and they're necessary, and they're available for anyone. Some of you are so double-minded, you don't know which way to go. And as a result, you don't have many encounters like that because you're between lusting after your neighbor or, you know, fill in the blank. You're just double minded. You haven't settled it. What did you say? Living dead. That is so good. Is that what you said? Is that how you said it? You got to live dead. What does that mean? It means, really, until you die to your flesh, you don't really experience that full life that God has for you. And that's a process. You, you know, your flesh doesn't want to die. You have to daily reckon yourself dead. Dead, dead. You have to daily reckon, reckon, I reckon. No, not like that. You declare yourself, you declare yourself dead to your flesh, dead to the world, dead to your your. Uh, carnal mind, and alive to God in Christ Jesus. That is a daily thing. That that declaration and that process of living that way more and more like God is a process of sanctification. It's a process of what? Many people celebrate at the altar of justification, but they never make an altar of sanctification. Mm -hmm, Yeah! I'm going to go over here. Justificate, justified. Everybody say justified. Just as if I didn't sin. That's, that, that's how I was taught so many years ago in a mandated program. Just as if I didn't sin. Everybody say I've been justified. I've been justified. In other words, what happened for me because of Jesus has made me just as if I never sinned. I'm washed. I'm cleansed. I'm purchased by the blood, by the body. I'm, I'm a new man. The old is gone. The new is come. I have the grace of God. I'm a new creation in Christ. Can you say yes? Okay. That's justification. Sanctification is daily reckoning the life of Christ in your life and the death to your flesh. So you, you, it's, it's a renewing of your mind. It's a, it's a process. And it's a process that takes the rest of your life. But there, there is a wholesale sanctified. In other words, you're not messing with pornography anymore. You're not dabbling in little things and occasionally cursing and, 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 and struggling with you know, the different things like that. There, there is a wholesale sanctification that comes. And then God continually leads you in victory and transformation. Can you say yes? Now, I well, will to tell you that most people don't do that. They don't pay the price because they think somehow there's something of, they want to, I mean, how insane would it be, Pastor Kirsten, if people went outside and they wanted to play with Spot, their dog. But Spot's been dead for a number of years. Yes, Spot's been dead for a number of years, but you want to play with Spot, so you go back to the, the family pet cemetery and you dig him up to play with him. Some of you dig up spot every day. I'm talking about your own fallen human nature. You're like, let's play. It's a bride of Frankenstein, for God's sake. That's hysterical. I'm going to encourage you. God is releasing revelation and he has been doing that for us here at Kings that's why you see what's happening in Eagle River that doesn't just happen that doesn't just happen that's prayer that's pressing in that's giving that's contending that's fighting do you think that the that the devil wants to have a church of 500 people this is where you're going god's going to give us another building We're almost done then then you're then you're you're up God, give us, come on, pray with me. Lord is going to give us a building in the Eagle River. I know prophetic words about building one, but Lord, I would prefer just to have one. So, Lord, please, oh God, let us just receive a building. Done. Minor renovations is fine. In Jesus' name. She can do the same thing in Anchorage. He's going to do the same thing everywhere he sends us. It doesn't just happen. God gives you dreams. God gives you visions. Listen, where we're at right now, we have had such insurmountable. You know what the latest, re- you haven't heard this yet. You know what the latest insanity is? You can't make this stuff up. You know one of the reasons we don't have our hardware? Because the crane at the dock in Anchorage Broke. Oh, I'm not, I'm not kidding. The crane is broken and they can't unload our container. How do you even come up? I mean, how nervous can the devil be? Yeah. We can't stop those people. We better hit the crane. <laughs> well, that's not going to work either. Yeah. Better just move on. Move on hit the road jack don't you come back no more no hit the road jack don't you come back no more don't you come back no more don't you come back no more the crane broke i'm not surprised the lord will release dreams and visions that is how the kingdom moves forward that's how that's how Paul moved forward. That's how the church today should move forward. He boasted not about that, though. Revelations are wonderful and are necessary. However, Paul did not boast in his revelation, unlike some people on social media today. An angel came to me and he talked to me. and then Yes, okay. Now, he, he boasts in... He boasts in his weakness. To me, that just like makes no sense on one level. A messenger of Satan tormented me. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, uh, the NIV, verse 7. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan. A messenger of who? Satan. A messenger of who? Satan. To buffet me. Lest I be exalted above measure. He he makes it clear it wasn't something from God. Some of you blame God. What are you that's a bad idea? Don't blame everybody say don't blame God. Some of you blame Satan, it's really you. You were the one. A couple sandwiches short of a picnic. You were the one. Not all your dogs were barking. You're the one with your elevator not going all the way to the top. you were the one. You're the one that made a foolish decision. Now, maybe the enemy tempted you to do it, but many times we make decisions that are foolish or get yoked in a way that causes us destruction. When you had all kinds of people say, you better not do that. You better not marry that man. You best not marry that hussy. No, you better not. Pastor Karen begins to intercede at home. (laughs) She's being healed. Thank you for praying for my wife. She's on the way out. If you have problems in your life, don't blame the enemy. But the enemy, don't blame God. It is clearly that the devil does to do things. And many times it's us and our foolishness, and then you repent for that. But this, in fact, is Satan. Satan comes to hinder him, to torment him. He uses this word, if you look at it, it's an angel of Satan, or a messenger, or a demon. You say, that's creepy, Pastor. It's biblical. Some of you, some of you were tormented at night. Some of you have a messenger from Satan, and it's not because of revelation, it's because, because mostly because you have open doors to the enemy. He told you to, Stop doing that illicit behavior, he, and you didn't obey. And now you're tormented at night, and you're like, Lord, do you even love me? He's like, yeah, get rid of the pornography. Stop. I'm trying. I got like one amen from the Eagle River section. <laughs> you study, and you read commentaries, and you go to the original language, I, and, and nobody has any excuse for not being able to study because you have resources online now I mean most of you have a phone Am I correct about that most of you have a thousand dollar device in your pocket right now and you can go online and you can go to places like blue letter Bible or the enduring word and they have commentary so you can use well, I don't really understand that. I I've had people call call or email me said can you tell me what this means I'm like can you use the internet if people say, "What time? What time is this service?" <laughs> I can tell you what time any service is in any church or movie or anything anywhere. Give me, give me thirty seconds. I can find it online. And yet, people like just want to. Many times we're lazy. So the Enduring Word's a good place. That's one of my wife's favorite. Blue Letter Bibles, another one. And there's commentaries and. And it's good to read conservative commentaries because they're generally safe. It's hard to find really good Spirit-filled commentaries, but they are out there. And, uh, and, and you want to stay away from cessationist-type commentaries that, that, uh, that poke fun at the, at the baptism of the Spirit. They just water things down. And, and many times you'll read something and the Holy Spirit will say something to you, but it doesn't really match up. Or have the same power in the commentary, as long as your revelation doesn't contradict that. Come on, God can speak to you. He needs to speak to you. How many of you need a word from God? Go get one. <laughs> all right. So this thorn in the flesh, it kind of depends on which you read all kinds of commentaries. Tiff Shuttlesworth preached on it, kind of a different emphasis. Uh, But it depends on which Greek word is emphasized, the word for thorn or the word for flesh. Some have suggested maybe it's a physical sickness. Um, Tiff Shuttlesworth did an amazing job not long ago about destroying that and and dealing with how sickness is not from God and, and how God comes and heals sickness. But the Apostle Paul pleaded with the Lord to take it away. And I don't think listen the Apostle Paul's it's not the pleading that's just like Lord you know my heart can you help me with this amen all right now what were we doing that's not that's not the kind of pleading we're talking I believe broken desperate fasting intercession for God to set him free from the thing that he was tormented by which we really don't know what it is it could be a person we we don't know what it is but he pleaded three times And, and Jesus spoke to him. These words in red, are, these are not in the gospel. There's, a, there's another, another section where it's more blessed to, re, to give than to receive. Also not in the gospel. This is not in the gospels. Some of you know gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these are the epistles. They're the what? Epistles, which means letters. And so it's a letter written to the church in Corinth. And, and it's these words of Jesus. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. I mean, that's amazing. Change, change the way you think. If you, I, this week, like I said, I had a thought of becoming a barista. It's kind of a joke. I'm not going to become a barista. Although they're highly valued in my world. I, I mean, a good barista is, is a great blessing from heaven. But God's not called me to do that. Someone that can pull shots effectively. In the right time, oh. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was with Pastor Alex. A little road, little rabbit trail. I was with Pastor Alex, and we were in Bethel. And we go into a village place, a small little shop, and it had an espresso machine. And we we go in, and everybody's sort of staring at us. It was very sort of awkward. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And Pastor Alex is like, hey, everybody, hey, God bless you. And he says to the barista, hey, can you pull me some shots? And she's like, what do you want me to pull? he's like, nothing. I just, (laughs) I'd never heard that expression either, and everybody was like freaked out. Anyway, you'll go through things in life where you feel weak. How many of you felt weak before you raised your hand? You felt inadequate before? Good. Because in those moments, if you effectively turn that, that's where God can show up and show off for you. So if you feel like you can't make it, woohoo! Yeah! Devil's nervous. What a joy. Come on, say, what a joy. Examples in Scripture, there's so many. Life of Saul, let me read this to you. First Samuel 15, 17, this principle is still true for New Testament believers, that's us. 1 Samuel 15, 17, when you were little in your own eyes, were you not the head of the tribes of Israel? And did not the Lord anoint you king over Israel? Now the Lord set you on a mission and said, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they're consumed. Why? Then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you stoop down, swoop down on the spoil and do evil in the sight of the Lord? The prophet was reminding him that when you were, when you were humble, God was with you. Now you think you're something. You're on your own, homie. You're on your own, slick. And I have, I've crossed over to that place of pride before. It is kind of feels good on you. you just feel strong and then, and then you realize oh my gosh I've actually moved myself out from the covering of God and I'm in deep trouble that's what that's what Saul did he, he blew it he blew it and he was reminding him in the life of Uzziah you can read about him in Second Chronicles 26 same thing in Second 2 Chronicles 26, 16, let me read you verse 5. He sought God during the days of Zechariah who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Let's all say that. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. 2 Chronicles 26, 5. Let's make it personal. As long as I seek the Lord, God will give me success. Try it again. As long as I seek the Lord, God will... Yeah, that's the fact. So if you stop seeking the Lord, you're headed for a wipeout. In 2 Chronicles 26, 16, it says, But when he was strong and his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Very simply tonight, God is speaking to us to change our lens, to change our viewpoint, to see that even though we're weak, He is strong. And even though you might be going through something tonight, that you have no way of producing the 30,000, you have no way of producing what God called you to do, If He called you to do it, He will anoint you right through it. Stay broken and humble before Him and watch God bring you through. Humility is a beautiful thing. I don't like it sometimes, but I love what it does for me. I've had numerous moments of breaking this week and it's only Wednesday. Did you have? Yes. Why? Why? is a war, and I'm doing everything I can to move us through into that building. I'm doing everything I can, and there's, there's just times when I do not have the wisdom. I don't have what's required. And so I'm not just preaching to you. I'm preaching to me. And I understand when I don't have what is required, that is absolutely the moment that God can show up. Ain't nobody going to get any credit for when we move into this thing and thousands of people get saved. God scraped me like a piece of gum off the sidewalk, and some of you too, and all we did is just show up and try to, try to do something for God and repent a lot. <laughs> Help, God. Help. What a joy. What a joy. Help, God. Help. Help. And it's fascinating to me that I asked him to, when I went to sleep last night, I, I needed wisdom today like I really needed it. And, and, and God gave it. But when I went to sleep, I didn't have it last night. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm praying. My wife's sick for how many days? Jesus, I'm praying. Oh, God, Lord, I need you to speak to me tonight. Oh, God, when I go to bed, would you just give me a dream? You've done it so many times before. I don't know what to do. I need you to speak to me. Oh, God, talk to me, God. And I prayed in tongues for a little bit, and I just tried to soak in the presence of God, and, and then I finally went to sleep. And I woke up, and I didn't have the dream, so I had some more prayer in the middle of the night. I was weak. Weakness is not... The world sees weakness as a fault. Weakness in God... That's awesome. Because you can't do it. Oh, some of you think you can. Like Esau. Jacob. You think you can maybe manipulate your way into seeing it come to pass. But when Jacob came to the the fjord of Jabuk, he realized there's nothing I can do. There's no money. There's, There's no one that can help me. His brother was coming to kill him and there was nothing that he could do. And I want to tell you, there's nothing you can do to manipulate, manipulate your way into the kingdom. Manipulate your way into success. Nothing. There's nothing. So you just need to die, and in that you live. It's a powerful word. But we don't like dying. Some of us want to die, and the other part just likes, wants to dance and run away. So I woke up. I interceded. I'm like, come on, Lord. Yes, God. Do it again. Do it again. The pattern of this building for me and for us, has been insurmountable problem and obstacle, dream, vision, pray, obey, breakthrough. Insurmountable, a broken crane. If he tells me to go down there and squirt oil from 100 feet away, I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, the uh, uh, what was that that giant complex in Anchorage? Man, my my spirit did a backflip when you said that. Let's do it. Amen? I think we should preach it ourselves. We don't don't need to fly in some ringer. We are ringers, all of us. (laughs) It's it's a revival. I just want to do something crazy like that. You know, that's another point. When you're pushed at, just move forward. Look for somebody to witness to. For us, I'm just going to plant another church. In the midst of an an impossible scenario that took place a number of weeks ago, I just said, Get get that place. We're renting that place. Open prayer in anchorage. And then I said, if you mess with us some more, we're we'll gonna open another one and another one and another one. You're messing with the wrong people. Yeah. Offensive Christianity said me like, what are we gonna do? What do you mean what are we gonna do? Smile, wave? What a joy! And advance. Come on, somebody say advance. Yeah. You're in a war. We're gonna shrink back and cry. Go under your bed like a sissy? We're not that kind. That's not who we are. Am I a man that that should come off the wall and talk to you? Says Nehemiah. I'm not coming off the wall to talk to you. <laughs> you got to understand, I'm preaching to you, but I'm preaching to me also. And I'm preaching to the heavenlies tonight. We will fulfill the plan of God no matter what. Oh, don't have enough money today? Doesn't matter. Tomorrow's another day. Who knows? Maybe somebody deposited the million dollars already from the the offering. Oh, checks in the mail and breakthrough here and breakthrough there. And strength and power and authority. Morning prayer was fire this morning. Sometimes you just need to get ticked off. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Mad in the spirit. Come on, try it. Try it, go ahead. All right, where are we? Oh, so God gave me a dream. The, The second part of my night last night, God gave me a dream. It had nothing to do that I could tell with the kind of breakthrough I was looking for. But it was clear. And then when I show up, I move forward in my day. I, part of my dream, I begin to see the person in my dream is suddenly there. And I realize, oh, it's a dream again. A little bit different. Do the dream. It made no sense for the breakthrough that I needed. See, some of you, like, it's got to be specific. No, it doesn't. Just obey God. Obey God at whatever level He's telling you to do it. And then what happens, He brings you to the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. Come on, somebody say, what a joy. I was with my son. I told him the story, I told him the dream, and then there we are. And I had the opportunity to obey or not obey. And I was starting to go that it wasn't exactly my dream, like it is at other times. It was different. But I started to started to move forward, and I thought, no, 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 no. And I went and wrapped my arms around that thing, that that dream, and obeyed. And and breakthrough all day long. Breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. And at the end of the day, the crane's broken. I'm like, of course it is. The cranes. And I mean, you can't mess here because you've got to just take care of it. So you're going to try it. Do you think that the God can't fix a crane in Anchorage? It's probably fixed already. <laughs> By humbling ourselves, we acknowledge our weakness and we position ourselves for God's power to flow. Let me say that again. By humbling yourself, you position yourself in your weakness to allow for God's power to come through. As long as you hold your head in a place of pride and think you're smart enough, please don't hear me wrong. Hold yourself as a child of God. Blood washed. Have a confidence. Have a boldness. Clearly. But in the things of the Spirit, you can get so filled with pride that He'll have to just wait till you humble yourself. It's 8.32. I'm almost done. Many years ago, I was on an extended fast, water fast, which I might be moving into in the new year feeling led that way. Lord, help me. And on that extended fast, I, those kind of fasts, after three weeks or so, I shouldn't be driving. It's just how it is for me. And I should give my wallet and my keys because I'm going to lose them. And I just sort of leave. like I just start getting a little you know, out there. And I, that's what happens for me and uh but i hadn't done that i turned in my turned in my wallet after that Uh, but i was driving the truck all those years ago hannah was a little girl sitting in the front of the truck and i got distracted and um, i ended up going i don't know i think it was going 120 when the police officer was pulling me over oh yeah oh oh I didn't mean to do that I was so spaced out and I was just driving and I I was it was completely horrible so when I see the lights I look down I'm coming off a hundred my brakes my foot's already been on the brake I was going 110 or something I don't know and I realized oh I'm in so much trouble and as I'm pulling over the Lord says you're in big trouble and you have the possibility of losing your truck and you know you're gonna bring reproach you're in trouble so I, I pull over and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I said, Hannah, pray. Ha- Hannah was, I don't know, six, seven, something like that. And, yeah, I endangered her. Yeah, I, was, I understand. Okay, sorry. I've repented already. Fifteen years ago and, uh, or so, the police officer sits behind me forever because he's checking my plates and wondering if the car is stolen. Obviously, doing everything he can slowly approached my truck and he said do you know how fast you were going I said not, not exactly and I forget what he said he asked for my license and my information I handed it to him he said exactly what the Lord said you're in a lot of trouble and he walks away so when he walks away I was fasting again three weeks water I broke because it wasn't just that There was all kinds of things in the church. There was all kinds of issues going on. All kinds of impossibilities in my life personally. And I'm I'm faced with, it was like the thing that broke the camel's back. I just said like, now now I'm going to jail and I'm losing my truck. I, I was just so overwhelmed and I started weeping before the Lord. Hannah's praying. She goes underneath her coat. She pulls a coat over her head. She's gone. I'm weeping before the Lord. And I just start crying out, mercy. Oh, God, have mercy. Oh, God, have mercy. And I leave my body. So how do you know? I, I, it's happened a couple of times. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I'm not 100% positive. But the things of the world were gone. It was no longer in my car. I was before the throne. And I didn't see anything. It was like I, my eyes were closed, and I was pleading for mercy, pleading for mercy. And God's power came on me, and I'm pleading for mercy, pleading for mercy. And I do not know how long that was. And then I'm aware it's kind of like somebody showed up here. I it's like all of a sudden someone else is there, and I I kind of come out of it. I snap to my sh- entire shirt is wet, and I look at that man. Native state trooper, and he's got tears in his eyes, and he says, Can you please tell me why you're speeding like that? I said, Well, I'm a pastor, and he said, You should be ashamed of yourself. I said, I am, I'm (laughs) a He said, A lay person should never drive like that. I said, I know, I said, Oh, I'm sorry. He's like, he's just looking at me. I said, I'm fasting, and I probably shouldn't be driving. And I, I said, can you please have mercy? And he said, you know something? I'm going to leave you to God and your conscience because it seems like it's enough. And he handed my stuff back and he said, drive safely home. I said, thank you. I rolled up the window and I thought, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I worshiped for a while. I worshiped for a while and pulled off at about 20 miles an hour and Hannah's like, pulls the cord up. He didn't even see her. And she's like, wow, dad. I'm like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. See, some of you don't do that. And you hit that, you just want to try to talk your way out of it or manipulate your way out of it. I would highly advise you just break. Some of you haven't broken. What does that look like? You ever, you ever broken like that? you ever broken like that before the lord have you ever locked yourself in your room and said i'm not coming out you get yourself a big jug of water you come out to to use a facility and you stay in there you say well i have to work okay how about the weekend so you close the door on friday night you pray as long as you can and you intercede as long as you can and you you fast and you drink water and then You know, maybe you pass out. You wake up and you pray some more and you pray some more and you pray some more. Oh God, I don't know how to save my drug addict son, my drug addict daughter. I don't know how to bring my uncle out of this abuse. Oh God, what am I gonna do financially? Oh God, and he brings you to this place of brokenness where eventually, if you're sincere, you will process all whole kinds of stuff. He will lead you in repentance and brokenness. You will process things and eventually you come when you're flat out empty. You have nothing and you still cry out to God and then he comes. Bam! Have you prayed like that? I would say three quarters of you have not. And it is in that place that God releases miracles. One more story because I know you like them. Keys. Come on, in my weakness, I am strong. In my weakness, I am strong. You humble yourself before the Lord, and it positions you for releasing God's power. All of you in programs, some of you just haven't figured it out yet, so I'm just telling you, you've got to die. If you're going to die, then you live. Get rid of your anger and your double-mindedness. Break before God. Well, i can't fast because my doctor said if i fast. okay okay well do whatever the doctor allows you how about how about fast your stinking rotten attitude i was i don't know what what level of uh i had just been hired uh, as church staff and i I think yeah i think i was an intern i mean it's like early 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 so i'm in my 30s but i'm an intern wasn't real popular you know oh yeah hey you're an intern at 30. Woohoo! whatever i'm a late bloomer and because of back child support and all kinds of challenges 45 percent of my intern wage, which was small. 45% of it was gone to that. And I I wasn't a deadbeat dad. I was for a period, but then I got born again and I was faithful from that period. And then God wiped all of that out for me eventually. He wiped it all out. Did a total miracle for me. I came to the table with such incredible debt. I never hoped that I would ever get out of it. I didn't have faith for that. God, God wiped it all out. I said God wiped it all out. IRS problems. Oh, you had an IRS problem. You did too, but you're not willing to admit it. I I, I I, admit mine. i just, just dumb. I did mistakes. I don't do that now. I live right now. Everything's, you know, all in order, but I just didn't know. Some of you know those stories. So between food and electric, I mean, I, I, I literally, I, I would just... Live miraculously on God's provision. Well, it got to the place where we we didn't have enough for rent, so I didn't have enough for rent, renter food, renter food, 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 and electric. And this precious lady who was a Buddhist allowed us to to just when you get it, bring it. So it's one month goes by, same thing happens. Difficulty, challenges. Two months go by. Now, now I'm like I've, I'm ready to resign because I've got two months. And I, I tell doctor, he says, all right, we need to pray. Come on, God's going to help you. And then, you know, just, it went to three months. When it went to three months, the lady said, okay, I have to evict you. If it goes to three months, would you please just be kind and leave? I said, yes. And I will still pay you all your money. She said, okay. And she was Buddhist. You know her because she ended up being your landlord after me. Judy, Right. I was so embarrassed, it was hard to hold my head high. I went to resign and Dr. Morocco said, I'm not letting you resign, now now come on, let's have a breakthrough. Now, I don't know, I got to the place where it was like, didn't have that money. I had to go to California for, come on, this is, this is a powerful testimony, I'm not going to go much longer, but this is powerful right here. I had to go to California to go before a court to argue uh the case for seeing my daughters a previous marriage before i was saved and i wanted visitation i wasn't allowed any visitation i had once a month supervised visitation for three hours on a saturday that was my rights of which i couldn't even get that to be enforced so i went to fight against it and i, I had a court hearing which i had instituted i believe for a lawyer had no, no money to get the plane ticket, had no, had no ability to get a rental car, had nothing, had nothing, all that was up and coming. Couldn't pay my rent, Couldn't. my electric bill is now overdue. I I'm, I'm talking total reproach. I just wanna crawl on a rock and die. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And they go like, I tithe! Oh, and I had these discussions with God. I am a tither, what is the deal? I don't know why he allowed me to go through it. Maybe so I could tell you so you could get breakthrough because here's what happened. I got to the place that Dr. Yonggi Cho was preaching about tasking prayer. What's it called? Tasking prayer. He had a bleeding colon for years and he thought his ble- He's He had blood run down his leg every service and fill his shoe. And he would just dress in a way to hide it so nobody knew and he thought it was a thorn in the flesh because he had the largest church in the world this is in his books you can read it but I was there when he told the story in Maui it was a Wednesday night and he said the Lord spoke to me and said that's not for me it's from the devil and he said have you been to the third heaven and Dr. Yonggi Cho said no he said it's not from me it's the devil take authority over it. He went into his hotel room and he tells a story that he just got on his knees. He got on his knees and he laid hands on his colon like this. And all he prayed was, heal my colon. Colon be healed. Colon be healed. Heal my colon. Heal my colon. Colon be healed. Colon be healed. He did not stop for three hours. That's all it took. It's only three hours. Some of you watch movies for three hours. You're not willing to fast and pray and break through to have a miracle. And at the end of three hours the power of god came on him he got miraculously healed he's never never he's in heaven now but he never had a bleeding colon ever again he got totally healed so he tells this story and when i heard that i thought i've not done that i've fasted i did a 21 day fast i gave i think i gave away a car I had a car, i was like sewing. I heard this message about throwing off ballast so your balloon goes higher. I gave away stuff, I gave away clothes, I gave away a car, which my wife was happy about because she hated it anyway. It was a great blessing to somebody else. But then we didn't have one. Gave stuff away, did everything I could. Nothing, 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 but I didn't do that. And so I went home that Wednesday night after church. I went up to our little house in Kula and I said to Karen, I said, I'm going into the church. I said I'm not coming out until he comes I'm not coming out and I grabbed a jug of water I walked across the street and some guy just robbed me of 30 minutes I just was so frustrated I need to talk to you but can I talk to him like can you talk later I got something to do anyway I was somehow gracious and gave him the quick answer and said I gotta go went in the church closed the door locked the door got on my, on the front row where I would sit there. I was preaching on Sunday, but I wasn't a pastor yet. And I started praying. And this is what I prayed. God, I'm a tither and I need 2300 bucks to clear my slate. Now that's not that much money, but it was a world to me. Might have been a million. I need 2300 bucks. So I was like, Lord, I'm a tither. Now release money. Give me money. Give me kala, Hawaiian word for money. Give me greenbacks. Give me cash. Oh, God, release money. Release money. Release money. Money. Money cometh. Release money. Give me money. I bind the devourer. Release money. I did not stop because I didn't need a healing. I needed money. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. I was so tired because I got up for morning prayer. I fell asleep while praying. And when I woke up, this is what happened. When I woke up, my prayer had changed. I was rocking, release money, release money. I fell asleep, and I woke up to hearing my spirit praying this. Release the true riches of heaven in my life, God. Release the true riches of heaven in my life. Release the true riches of heaven in my life. The entire atmosphere of the church was different. Actually, kind of similar to this. (laughs) Something like a haze was all over the place. And I was like, release the true riches of heaven. Oh, God. Released the true riches of heaven, and in a moment, it was like—I don't know how to describe it—but I'll try. It was flashes of light. And I found myself on my face, and then I was at the back of the church, and flashes of light and mist and sound. And then I was at the front of the church, and on my face again, and back up. And it was not until 3:20 in the morning. And I know it was 3.20 because when it lifted, well, honestly, I was on my way home before I came conscious of what had happened. It was only 3.20 in the morning. I'm walking across the street. The church was across the street from where I lived. I was in the middle of the road, and I had my Bible, and I stopped. And I looked at my watch. It was 3.20, and I went, oh, my God, you did it. Oh, thank you. And I worshiped in the middle of the road. I said, Thank you. I knew that every miracle was done. I just knew that I knew that I knew. I went across the street and Karen had cried herself to sleep. I woke her up and here's what she did. I wake her up, I say, Honey, honey. She wakes up and she looks at me and she says, Oh, praise God. I said, Yes praise God. She thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I lied down and went to sleep. She, she must have seen something on my, it was like a little Moses right there. I think she saw glory or something. She said something to respond to say, oh, praise God. She started crying. I got to bed and I held her. We cried ourselves worshiping to sleep. I woke up. That was Wednesday. By the time Saturday had come, I received checks in the mail. I found cash. I had random acts of you know, the craziness. The plane tickets were given to me to go to California. Random, all kinds of random stuff. Every miracle I needed. And I remember the final miracle I needed. I think I had it all come in except for $1,000, which is a lot. I and mean, you know, I mean, it was miraculous. And I didn't go around and didn't know go to Facebook. Oh, pray for me. I need, oh, I start a stinking GoFundMe. Shut up! Did I just say that? I didn't say nearly what I want to say. Don't put up GoFundMes to fund your thing to go see your girlfriend for God's sake. Get some faith of your own. And pray. By the way, I never give to that because it makes me so irritated. You don't tithe, you don't give, you want me to go fund your little thing. I'm not doing that. I'll help people that need help, and we do that. Sorry, I'm leaking a little bit. They, they didn't go across the street and pray to They got their miracle. They want you to go fix it for them. I'm, I don't have a codependent bone in my body. I'm the opposite of that. I need to actually pray for that, have more mercy. Because I know how people manipulate and try to work things and connive and not willing to access faith and begin to make good decisions and change their lives. Some of you are in a difficult situation right now and you want somebody to bail you out. Bail yourself out! <laughs> Get some faith. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Oh my goodness. What a great service. Kind of intense. I'm almost done. I'm wrapping it up. The the wheels are coming down. Text at Children's Ministry. It's not going to go to 10. I don't think. Go to morning prayer on Saturday morning. And Some of you have heard this story before, but I, I go and I sit in the back. I'm like, well, it's the last day. And this is it. I had, to, I had to leave my apartment. This is the third month. Judy was going to meet me. The, the landlord was going to meet me after prayer. And uh, I was going to move out of the house if I didn't have the money. And I didn't. I needed another $1,000. And all these miracles had happened, but I'm still 1000 short. And $1,000 1, short is 1000 short. So I'm there in the morning, I'm full of faith. I'm there in the morning prayer. I'm like, what are you gonna do how you can do it? <laughs> you do God, because there's another grand. So hook hey, me up, Jesus. Help me out. I like, This is the last day. Here it is, Lord. And I'm sitting there and I'm praying, kind of rejoicing and praying. I'm like, how's it gonna happen? This is amazing. It's amazing, God, it's amazing. And there's this this guy, his name was Larry. He was there every morning faithful Catholic type man. You know what I mean? Like, he, it just wasn't, it just, God bless faithful Catholics. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He religiously was going to do everything, all, he was part of our church, and he would always open his Bible from a certain time to a certain time, and then he would close his Bible, and then it would be time for corporate prayer. He did the same thing. He never missed morning prayer, ever. So we're in morning prayer. It's quarter to six. We had prayer at five thirty in the morning back then. It's quarter to 6 and Larry never closes his Bible at quarter to 6. He closes his Bible just a minute before 6 because it's then time to go corporate. And I remember Larry reading his Bible, he's in front of me, there's maybe one other person. I'm like, "Oh, Lord." And I and all of a sudden his Bible closes and he sits straight up and he spins around like this. And he looks at me. I'm like, "Whoa." I'm like, "He's never done that." I'm like, "Hey." And he gets up and he runs out. I mean, he's 70 years old. He gets up, and he runs out of the church. I'm like, wow. I wonder what's going on. And he comes back with a checkbook, and he's trembling, and he says, just yes, tell me how much. I'm like, what are you talking about? The Lord spoke to me. Just tell me. I'm like, okay. I was like, $1,000? He's like, <laughs> God. I was like, I took the thousand dollar check. I was like, <laughs> ah, 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 yes! I should have said five grand, but I just said, <laughs> um, 10 grand? No. <laughs> I Morning prayer consisted of me skipping and dancing around the church. I walked across the street at the end of morning prayer. Literally, I was like, look what the Lord. Come on, everybody. I was lost my mind in worship. I went across the street after morning prayer like I was walking three feet above the ground and my landlord comes down. She meets me. I'm like, good morning. She's like, good morning. I'm like, well, it's a beautiful day, isn't it? And she's like, I said, oh, and uh, I have the money. She says, what? I said, oh, yeah. Let me tell you the story. And I told her the whole story. The fasting, the angel visitation thing. I don't know what to call that. And how everything happened all the way up to the last minute. And I showed her the check. And I told her the whole thing. I said, I got to go cash this. and I know it's good. The guy's got a lot of money. So <laughs> I'm going to go cash this. And then I'm going to pay you all of your money. She said, her hands unfolded. She got tears in his eyes, through her eyes, and she says, "You really believe in what, in this God of yours?" I said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's amazing." She's like, "I don't believe in what I do. I go to the Buddhist temple because my parents did, but you really believe?" I said, "Yes, I do, Judy, and you can believe too." I said, "Jesus loves you." I witnessed to her. She didn't get saved when you're weak you're strong but if you rise up in pride and try to manipulate and go fund yourself then you'll just be left with yourself hey what a great word (laughs) we must stay dependent on god God is giving us a message of hope, just like Pastor Kirsten prayed for my ass. I said, You gotta pray for me. He said, Oh, people here need hope. He prayed this prayer. God touched me out there. I'm giving you hope right now. It comes from heaven, but you must access it. And if you feel weak and you don't have enough money, congratulations. Merry Christmas. What a joy. Stay in the will of God, do your part. And he will never leave you, never forsake you. He will never leave you lacking anything. He will heal your body, set you at liberty, give you resources. He will do it if you access heaven. There's true riches that will come from heaven, but not to the pride-filled man. Not to the pride-filled woman. To one who is weak. And that God's honest truth, even in our strongest day, we're weak before him. We need God. Fix the crane, O Lord. Give us everything we need. I'd like to move in now God the harvest is great need more space to reach more people Lord we need more space excuse me I'm just going to pray I'll be back we need more space because of souls could have reached so many more people with this production but we got hindered and it wasn't man it was a dead the devil has done it Lord, I cry out to you in the earth in in agreement with my brothers and sisters. I cry out to you now. Would you please, oh God, release power from on high to deal with this opposition so that we could take that city, so we could take that that building because we need seats. I'm out of room. Have been for years. Devil. Devil take your stinking claws off of that facility in the name of jesus you can't stop what god has started you can't stop what god has started you cannot stop what god has started and i pray over every single person here come on i pray for every person here to be filled with faith elijah was a man with a nature like ours he prayed and the heavens were shut up for three and a half years he prayed again and the heavens were open you're a man you're a woman with a nature just like elijah's but you're filled with the holy spirit and power and he's given you his word he's magnified his word above his name and he's given you his word to pray to agree to fast and break the bonds of wickedness. Quit looking for an easy way out and press into the things of God. Press into the throne of God. Repent, humble yourself. And in the midst of that weakness, God will release supernatural power for you, your situation, and your family. Don't despair. I refuse. I flat out refuse to despair because I serve the King of Kings, who's called me to do what we're doing. Why should I despair? He's in control. What a joy, what a joy, what a joy, Ah. (laughs) Ah. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the lender, not the borrower. I've got the power of heaven behind me. Come on. Some of you need to speak some things out right now. Come on. The villages. The villages will see a move of God. We will see a move of God across America. There's a church that's rising in this hour. Come on. Come on. Pray right now. Pray right now. Get a hold of some faith and begin to make those declarations. Oh, God, yes. Yes. Your plan, your will will be accomplished. Thank you for revelation. The most difficult time is not to despair. It's a time of revelation if you'll do what they did to get it. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.